0: This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast.
1: This is AMI Audio Live, bringing community events closer to you. Hey, welcome to it. Happy Friday. It's AMI Audio Live, coming to you from Montreal. I'm Dave Brown. We are here in the new CNIB INCA headquarters and community hub in Montreal for a very special 1-hour live broadcast as we uh, begin the Phone It Forward campaign and celebrate the recently opened community hub here in Montreal, Quebec. As mentioned, I am Dave Brown, but I am joined by a very special co-host. You may remember her from back in the day at AMI-audio Live on the CNIB 100th anniversary. It's our friend from AMI-tilly. It's Jesse Arshambo. Hello, Jesse.
0: Hi, Dave. I'm so happy to be with you today.
1: Yeah, I'm so happy. We, we didn't scare you away the first time. You are willing no. to come back for, uh, for another Always affair. was a pleasure. And you also did a ton of work in getting the show prepared. So without <laughs> Jesse, it would just be me yammering for about an hour, and that wouldn't make for very good radio.
0: Definitely not as good. So, Jesse,
1: <laughs> over the course of the next hour, we're going to take... Speak to a couple of familiar voices to the AMI community and then a couple of new voices for some of our listeners here on AMI Audio in a few minutes. We'll speak to Sarah Rollo. She's the Communication, Media, Events, and uh, Finance uh, Director here in CNIB INCA. We'll also hear from AMI community reporter Nick Dambrosio, who's uh, sitting right behind me. So we'll hear from him a little bit later in the show. Isabel Federici, the Vice President of Programming and Production at AMI Tele. And then later in the show, we'll hear from a YouTuber, motivational speaker, and just overall amazing celebrity, Claudia Negrelli. So lots of great action coming down the pipeline here in the AMI Audio Live family. Of course, if you guys want to reach us on the social media machine... At AMI Audio, you can track us down there. But if you want to send things directly to my phone, at Dave Brown Radio works for me as well. We're Jessie, at just,
0: Jesse, Jesse Archambault, and Jesse well.
1: Archambault as well. We cannot forget <laughs> about Jesse. So Jesse, uh, just before we get started with a couple of interviews, how does it feel? We're we're at the early stages. The party has not quite started yet. But you were telling me things get pretty lively here pretty quick.
0: They do. They do. I was here at the the first party they had in this new hub. So there was no furniture. They had just gotten the key to the place, and they, they were expecting about 50 people, and 150 community members showed up. It was a success.
1: (laughs) Well, that's the nice thing. When a party gets thrown in Montreal, people tend to find their way to the party. It's one of the nice things. It's pretty cool here to be actually back in my hometown. I took the metro today for the first time in like four or five years. And how was that? Uh, Just as easy and wonderful as I remember it being. (laughs) Although I've gotten spoiled living in Ottawa where the public transit is air conditioned. Not so much the case here in Montreal.
0: Nope, definitely not.
1: (laughs) So I had to uh, make some wardrobe uh, adjustments on the fly while I was in the metro, which, again, is not totally uncommon. Hey, well, let's welcome to the show uh, one of the individuals who was huge in putting together this big party for tonight and doing a ton of work here with the CNIB, INCA in Montreal. It's Sarah Rouleau, Sarah, thank you so much for being, making some time to be a part of the show today. We really appreciate it.
2: It's a pleasure. Thank you to you to invite us.
1: So tell us a little bit about the party tonight. What's going on?
2: Yeah, as you say before, uh, we are celebrating the launch of our second century of changing life. So it's the official opening party of our new hub, the new place here that uh, since Jesse come to the first party, we we, uh, it's
0: really come together. Yeah, we, we have made it, it better. Yeah,
2: okay. <laughs> so it's the official launch. Uh, we have now uh, furniture in it, <laughs> so it will be better. Uh, it's also the presentation of our new ambition for the next years. Um, and we will for sure present the new visual identity and the new name of CNIB, so the foundation's foundation. Um, NIB Foundation, um, and uh, it will also be the opportunity for uh, people here uh, to try the application Key to Access.
1: Which is amazing. It's an incredible program. The kid access. You can always count on them for showing up to some of the amazing tech fairs that CNIB puts across from all across the country. So that's good because we know uh, crossing the street safely is a big thing, even in Montreal, where jaywalking is kind of the way to go.
0: And and the application is also a nice segue to uh, the new phone forward. Yeah,
2: yeah, for sure. It's the the big the biggest thing here tonight, and I forget to name it. So we are presenting new program mostly. Phone it forward that uh, give uh, people cell phone because they it's it's helped them in their daily life
0: so we'll talk about so, it probably yeah, all the smartphones are they're crucial i'd yeah. say to the community of people with visual impairments
1: well that's it even today with the with the brand new hub here was the first time i've had a chance to pay a visit and without my smartphone i wouldn't have been able to find the place because i use the map and the navigation all the time right so sarah tell us a bit about the phone it forward program how's that going to work
2: yeah, in fact, yeah, peop, there's a lot of people that have cell phone um, not used in their house, so we want this fo- these phone, and also uh, Canadian upgrade their smartphone uh, for a new newer model on average about each two year, so uh, we want them to donate their unused cell phone uh, they can go register online on phoneitforward.ca um, they will have an envelope where they can put their cell phone in it and um, and send send it to us and after that we will uh, like refurbish it <laughs> and uh, wipe out all wipe the out. data yeah yeah. The make sure. to sure. <laughs> yeah and we'll our, our goal is to put them in a, a put the cell phone in the hand of people with sight loss because, as we say, it's helped them a lot in their, in their daily life
1: is is there kind of a a, a model of phone in particular or kind of a cutoff that um you know maybe someone's got a Samsung Galaxy s2 sitting around is should they maybe just keep that one in the house
2: <laughs> no in fact we are accepting almost every uh, cell phone we, we are accepting smartphone, uh, smartphone if, yeah, only. yeah smartphone okay. only
1: so the Motorola flip razor phone yeah, that can exactly. stay home
2: yeah exactly yours, but okay. for <laughs> sure it's iPhone six and more, uh, more recent, that will be give directly for the client. Uh, but if they are uh, older than that, we will use it at, like as a credit to help us to buy new cell phones for the client. So,
0: so all the phones are welcome, and will yeah, have yeah. a purpose that yeah, will help really. people with visual impairments at some point. Exactly. Great.
1: So let's let's talk about the hub for another second here, because obviously it um it is it is new-ish, right? I mean, like, it's only been a couple of weeks since a lot of the programs got started here. So what are some of those programs that get offered out of the hub here?
2: Yeah, uh, we start with a cooking class because we have a really nice um, kitchen now. <laughs> so we wanted to to make a cooking class. We um, we organize a lot of, like, stress manager, uh, managing, I don't know how to management? say it, management activity uh, to, like, Complete what we are um, doing with the psychosocial services. So we we had relaxation, we had tai chi, meditation. So we had a lot of this. Uh, soon we'll have a self defense course. Self
0: defense course. Oh, yeah, amazing. yeah. You take part in that. Yeah,
2: and uh, we'll have also happy hour for young adults, and they will probably more organize it by themselves. We have things, we have a lot of idea, but we want them to take the place as as. As their place so they it's it's for them, so if they want to organize whatever they want, like a jam se- session or a putluck or wh- whatever they want uh, here it's for it's for them
0: so they can contribute to the all the activities that are yeah, offered yeah, here, sure. and voice their ideas.
2: And yeah, we'll have a committee also, so they can organize all the activity they want. For sure, we'll organize some too because we want to give services. But yeah, for sure, they, it's it's for the clients. So the place here is really for them. It's it was it, it's like the concept of the um, like to be a, a central pr- point. Yeah.
1: You know, we know about all the really important and serious work the CNIB does to serve the community. How much fun is it that you get to actually do some of these unique events and some of these things that are really about the community that are not maybe about a glasses or a magnifying glass or an education, but about a little bit of fun?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's good to have fun. Uh, for sure, we are helping them with our psychosocial services or um, technological training. But now, yeah, it's a little bit more fun. But what is really great is to have people here. And it's it's what we wanted. Uh, so people are coming in and out. <laughs> and also volunteer, not only client or people with cyclists, but people are more coming here and the, the ambiance is it a word <laughs> yeah, absolutely <laughs> the ambiance is really good uh, it's really different from before we were all closed in, in different um, desk. is it Close the off office offices. Uh, yeah, yeah closed offices and now it's like an open an, an open space it's 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 really yeah. It's really fun. <laughs> That's the word. You you see it, and I think it goes with it. It goes with the um, the new cent um, new century. century. Yeah, it goes with the new century that we want. Like to celebrating the the the, the, um, the abilities of blind person. So we are not like it's it's a positive. We w- mm-hmm. and our new brand is more positive. It's like yellow and black because we are um, optimistic of what they can do. Uh, yeah, so. It's all the new new way where we are going to. And
0: Dave, I can attest to that. Last time I was here was a few weeks ago, and there was a lot of people coming in and out, hanging out by the couches upstairs, just having a coffee. So a lot of clients are are feeling the welcoming atmosphere here.
1: Oh, that's amazing. So speaking of the number of clients, how many people are you expecting tonight? Jesse said that, that 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 first party got out of hand pretty quick. I'm sure people were hanging from the rafters, that the police were getting called for noise complaints. So what kind of wild party are we expecting yeah. tonight?
2: We hope no, because we don't have too much places now that we have all the furniture. But we are, ex- um, we think we'll have maybe 60 person, fire... 55. 45
0: to 50 yeah yeah okay. exactly 55 so
1: I've double six. that probably yeah. <laughs> okay yeah, exactly.
2: we'll, see. we'll see. but we we have to um two, two level two floors mm-hmm. so we have some place but it's not as as it was when it was empty so yeah and we don't have that much uh a thing to to eat, but we yeah. If people are coming, we will be really happy. <laughs>
1: and and how much are you loving the new location? I know uh, your last location was kind of in the Saint Henry area, really vibrant, cool part of town you guys are in right now too.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a place that is developing, and it's the streets are nice. There's some like cool coffee around um the place where we are it's a big building where there's a lot of like artists that are doing a lot of things the lne um, improvisation line or i don't know artist league. league is here so there's a lot of um partnership possibility and also yeah it's uh, it's really another um Another feeling that to be in a presbyter uh to be here in the the place it's moving, and we want it to be the more accessible uh quarter, so uh, we think we have a, a lot of uh, opportunity to do it, yeah because there, there there's a cool place, and I think people are like open mind yeah there's a coffee le- like it, there's no bus there, so yeah. yeah it's go it's go with the flow we want to to bring.
1: That's awesome. No, I, I, the, the the space is beautiful and like I said I uh got to take the metro today for the first time in a few years. So that was fun and certainly it's, it's proof, it's evidence. You can get here via metro, a little bit of public transit and a walking uh, a walking trip worked out just great. Hey, Sarah, thank you so much for, for making time for us tonight. I know it's, um, you're expecting a, l- a lot of people and I know it's kind of a busy time, so we appreciate you spending some time with us.
2: Oh, thanks thank you. to you and sorry for my English, but it was uh, my pleasure.
1: Bien, je m'excuse pour mon français. It goes both ways. <laughs> Sarah R- Rouleau is the Communications, Media, Events and uh, Finance uh, Committee here with 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 the CNIB-INCA in Montreal. We are here at the Hub having a little bit of a party. we got lots more show coming your way. In fact, an AMI personality you know quite well is coming up after the break. No, no, it's not me. No, no, it's not Jesse Arshimbo. It's Nick D'Ambrosio. He's the AMI community reporter for the Montreal region. We'll talk to him about his experience, his first visit here to the hub tonight, what he's looking forward to, and just get some good old Montreal chat going with Nick D'Ambrosio. It's Dave Brown alongside Jesse Arshimbo from the CNIB INCA hub here in Montreal. As we're celebrating a new century of change here with the CNIB. This is AMI-audio live. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's AMI-audio live from the CNIB Community Hub in Montreal, Quebec. Of course, in Mon- in Quebec, we call it the INCA as well. So just keep that in mind if I'm throwing out a bunch of acronyms at you. We're just trying to keep you on your toes, wherever you may be, coast to coast to coast in this country. It's been a great week celebrating CNIB Community Hubs. Earlier in the week, the gang from Kelly and Company were in London, Ontario. Well, we said, uh-uh. We can do even better. We're going to go to Montreal and hang out. But we don't just send Dave Brown when it comes to Montreal. We bring in other Montrealers as well. You know her from Emmy Tele. It's Jessie Archambeau. She's right alongside me. Jessie, again, thank you for being a part of the show.
0: Always a pleasure.
1: But what's better than two Montrealers? A third Montrealer added into the mix as well. You know him from the airwaves of AMI Audio. His name is Nick D'Ambrosio. He's the AMI Community Reporter for the Montreal region. Nick? Thanks for making time to be on the show, my friends. Not a problem, Dave. I'm, I'm, at some point, we're going to ask you to come on, and you're going to say, no, I've been on too much with Dave. I'm tired of talking to Dave Brown. So, Nick, I want to start here, because you and I were talking a bit about this off the air just when you came in today. This is your first time visiting the Hub? Yes. What was it that brought you out tonight to the event?
3: Well, Sarah Rolo kind of just summed it up, you know, we're talking about their programs and what's going to be available, and it's always to have a lot of things in your toolbox, and uh, you know, I go to the MAB quite a bit, but there's other organizations in this wonderful city of ours that, you know, provide great services, just like the CNIB here in Montreal. And, and you never know, you know, some of this stuff, I report them on a, on a, on a month-to-month basis, and a lot of the stuff intrigues me, and I'd like to know more and see what's coming up in the future.
0: And what was the first thing that you noticed when you came through the door? Other than me, that I kind of cornered you in. <laughs> so other than me being right there in the door, what else did you notice in the hub?
3: The stairs? Yeah. <laughs> the stairs?
0: <laughs> yes, there are stairs, two levels.
3: Yeah, there's two There's two <laughs> floors, that's it. But, Nick,
1: you'd even mentioned to me, like, there was even that, that little bit of trepidation, right? That because you've gone to the MAB so much and because, you know, it was kind of a new place with new people, there was that moment of maybe reluctance of whether you were going to make the move. But you, you took the plunge tonight. You, you actually took the time to come out on a Friday night, uh, not just because there may have been, you know, maybe a glass of wine available for you
3: well like i said for me it was the opportunity to meet some people and also as a community reporter i i have a, a duty to you know go to some events and to explore and find out about certain events and and you know go back to my report and and uh, and kind of just report on them and see and educate the montreal um, the montrealers so you know i find that sometimes a lot of the people in montreal are kind of close knit in certain areas and i like to you know Bring open uh, different avenues in the city, and CNIB is just started, and this is the perfect opportunity for people to know about it and to come and to participate and and you know to engage w- with everyone.
0: And what do you think it means to the community here in Montreal to have a hub like this downtown?
3: I think it's fabulous. I think it just, it just makes the community much more closer together. And I think it also, it also helps uh, people that uh, maybe be alone or struggling that they know they have a place to go to. And I think that's important because a lot of the times uh, there's isolation in the blind community and knowing there's something here all the time. Like you said earlier, people come, just come upstairs in the couches, have a cup of coffee, chit chat, you know, and communicate with each other. And um, you know, and for me, that's, that's, uh, heartwarming.
1: Nick, what did you think about uh, the commute here? I, I assume you took public transit to get down here. Oh, no.
3: Mm-hmm. I took transport and, uh, he couldn't find the address, which was funny <laughs> enough. Uh, I'm like, uh, you gotta look for the CNIB, buddy. And he ended up finding it. So I got here perfectly fine.
1: <laughs> Wait, you have to actually have to, to remind me here. I mean, it's, it's, it's been a decade since I was a Montrealer. What's, what's the transport system?
3: Uh, the Transport Adapte. It's, yeah. it's a service that uh, for handicap for, for people with disabilities. And uh, basically, they give you door-to-door service all around the city. And all you need to do is basically pay uh, the monthly fee or the bus charge, which is, I think, about $3 uh, to go from point A to point B. But uh, well, you have to you book in advance. You can't do this, like, uh, last minute unless right. it's maybe a doctor's appointment or something in emer- an, an emergency. Uh, they might be coming, but there's... Still a little bit of a wait. Um, you're best off to always do it in advance. I can tell you the bus fare is
1: precisely three dollars and twenty-five cents, as I uh, paid it again for the first time in about half a decade today to take the metro. So three twenty-five. See, I'm always I'm a bastion of facts, <laughs> sometimes fiction. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Nick, again, um, you know, it's 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 super cool that you've had a chance to kind of be here and get a chance to report a little bit on on some of these activities. And I think you brought up something kind of interesting there, but the close-knit nature of different groups. And, Jesse, I think it's one of the privileges we have in in the work that we do is that we get to kind of interview and speak to so many different organizations. It's kind of cool when the doors get thrown open a little bit, right? Yes,
0: and people from one group start meeting the other group. Uh, That's always fun.
1: And I think, again, that's one of the evidence that kind of Nick is showing tonight because, Nick, you were like me. I mean, when I grew up in Montreal, the Montreal Association for the Blind was was where i went that's that's where i did all my services so it's it's so cool now when i see the opportunity to say hey the door's open you almost don't even need the client card to get in just come in meet people and like and build those connections with the community i'm i'm curious nick since you've joined our ami audio family about a year ago do you find that impetus has kind of been driving you a little bit more to connect a little bit more and meet more people and, and do some of that stuff?
3: Absolutely. In the last 16 reports, I have probably done more than I've done in my, in my you know, my whole life. Uh, I I was very reluctant and we, we did an interview saying that I was in denial for a long time and didn't really kind of uh, adopt a blind community when I was younger. So... For now, it's like I'm just I'm just doing catch up, and uh, I'm 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 sponging everything I can and every opportunity that I can, and I I just came even with a busted foot, so uh, nothing's gonna stop me right now, and I'm gonna try to do and try to attend as many things as I can as long as you know I can do it, and uh, I had the time off because I've been off work, and uh, this was a great opportunity for me to come, even though I was slightly reluctant because I am a shy and reserved person, and. coming to a place where I really didn't know anybody, you know, it's, it's intimidating, but I said, you know, uh, what am I going to do at home for three hours? And if it doesn't work out, I'll be, I'll be, uh, I'll be uh, wasting my time for three hours in a party at least, you know? <laughs> so that's the way I kind of looked at it. But, uh, uh like I said, I, I came because I wanted to know about the services and the programs that they will be implementing. And, um, you know, hopefully I will be attending more things in the future.
1: Well, Nick, I mean, one of the big ones you went to, we brought you on The Pulse for even just for a brief appearance uh, earlier in the summer. You went down to the the big NFB conference in Florida as well.
3: Yes, absolutely. Blind abilities were gracious enough to uh, give me uh, give me a ride all the way to Florida. And I took advantage of that. And uh, I think, you know, when we went back to our interview a long time ago, I I didn't really embrace things and now i don't um, you know i still say no in my head and then i kind of realize nick you've been saying no a lot of times and you got to stop it so i kind of changed my mind and i said i'm going to go so uh, you know i got to you know continue to uh, open avenues and this is what the CNIB, cnib does it just opens up doors and people have to come they have to you know check these programs and see what's out there there's there'll probably be something for everyone if you just look hard enough and you have the courage and uh, the heart to do it
0: Encourage you've got since uh dave i don't know if you know this but nick and i have met in the last couple of weeks and we're planning to do a story in french first, yeah that's first gonna for be you, fun. right nick <laughs>
3: that's fun <laughs> i'm uh, i'm not uh it's a sin, but I don't speak French very well. But Jesse kept saying, "You, you, you know, you're you're, oh, you're pretty fine. good. You're pretty fine." <laughs> so, uh, but you know, you get a little bit. Uh, I don't know. It's just I can't even speak English right now. So you can see how my <laughs> French would be bad. So, <laughs> so still
0: going with the, with the uh, say yes. So that's what you've said. Exactly. Yes, and so we're doing it.
3: <laughs> exactly. When Jesse told me, I was like, "Oh God, I don't know how to speak French. Are you kidding me? Like, I don't want to be on a camera." And then I said, hey, "Here you go again, Nick, saying no." And then I just, you know. Just uh, fell prey to it and said, Okay, what the hell let's just do this so Jesse, I'm
1: curious. Nick sort of mentioned in these last sixteen reports has met and done a lot of things. you're probably one of the hardest working people inside the company for the work you do with Tele. Who do you think goes more to goes to more events? you or Nick
0: probably me <laughs>
1: uh,
3: i It's safe to say that I'm pretty sure. <laughs>
0: I go to all the events. (laughs) Yeah, if
1: if, if you guys don't realize, Jesse Archambault is literally at pretty much any event in Quebec from pretty much, well... I'm not going to say all the way up north, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure you occasionally get uh, a little
3: bit outside the comfort I'm all zone. Over. Yeah. <laughs> She's all over the place. I got NFB on her though. Okay. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs>
1: okay. We're all keeping we're all keeping a close eye. Hey, Nick, thanks so much for taking time for us tonight. I know um, we kind of took you away from the party a little bit, so we were very happy that you, that you could make a few moments for us. We really
3: appreciate it. That's not always always a pleasure, Dave, to help you out.
1: Nick Dambrosio, he's the AMI community reporter for the Montreal region. We absolutely love 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 talking to Nick, and uh, hopefully we'll get him on the show coming again soon but don't worry there's still lots of action here it's AMI audio live from the CNIB community hub in Montreal the INC community hub in Montreal Quebec AMI audio live coming to us our vocal cords to your eardrums we are far from finished we've got a little bit more AMI love to give but now it's for Ami not just Jesse Archambault, the super talented on-air presenter for Emmy Tele. We're bringing on Isabel Federighi. She's the Vice President of Programming and Production for Emmy Tele. She'll be on with us in just a few moments. This is AMI-audio Live. Welcome back to AMI Audio Live. I am Dave Brown alongside Emmy Tele on air presenter and pretty much personality extraordinaire Jesse Arshambow. Jesse kind. <laughs> well, you know, I try to I try to make sure when someone gives up their time to be co-hosting with me, we try to give them a little bit of love. Of course, you know, I'm always telling you guys when you're listening to our show, The Pulse, weekdays at noon on AMI Audio, you can find incredible content. All online, and a lot of Emitale's great content is available online as well. So whether you're just working on the early stages of your French, or maybe you're fully bilingual, if you want to get a nice representation of what's going on in the Quebec community, it's great to check out Emmy Télé when you have the opportunity. We're of course here in Quebec right now, in Montreal, Quebec, my former hometown. I guess in theory, it still is my hometown. The CNIB Community Hub, the INCA Community Hub, is there launching a big party tonight? Kind of a kind of an opening party, but not really an opening party. But let's, for the sake of it, call it an opening party, right, Jesse?
0: Right, and we um, just, we like to party here. We like,
1: it's Montreal, we, we like to party. There's a dip in her down the street. They're going to sell us beer till 11 o'clock if we want. <laughs> Which is sometimes, again, dangerous when, later. <laughs> when I'm on the prowl in the town. But speaking of the amazing work with Tele, Isabel Federigi, she's the Vice President of Programming and Production with the gang at Tele, and she joins us here now. Isabel, welcome to the show. We really appreciate it.
4: Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Jesse.
1: Well, speaking of Jesse... Normally, we get my boss on the program, and I say, I'm going to give him the trouble. <laughs> now we get yours. So, would you like to air some grievances?
0: I'll think about it. Let's Careful. see how the conversation goes, <laughs> okay. and then maybe I'll risk something.
1: Okay. Well, <laughs> but is Dave, it- you have to
4: stop then, the selling Jesse so much, because she's going to ask for a raise, and I can't give her
1: one for now. <laughs> which is what, which is oh, what you that's did. That's
0: with- what I was going to ask for.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the number one grievance. That's good to see you guys are on the same page. That's good. What well, is let about? Let's, let's start here. Um, the the Amitele family, we've been part of the AMI, fam, AMI family now for, what, just over three years, a little bit over three it's years? It's going to be since? four years in December. It'll be four years in December. Amazing. So in terms of representing such an amazing community that is Quebec kind of from across the board, how important is it for Amitele and AMI to be at events like tonight's or at the CNIB? It's essential. We, uh, without those
4: organizations, we wouldn't know what to do. We wouldn't have anybody to talk to these are the people we uh, we're serving uh so it's it's really uh and yeah, INC ICA is is one of our major partners in the, in Quebec
0: and I work with them a lot too, to find stories so they're really, they really they
4: guide us into what we should be doing and you do and you, you cover almost all of their their events and yeah. and uh, they come on the show on Sam Regard regularly as well to uh advertise uh, events or, or workshops that they're working for, uh, or planning, and and today's uh, celebration is, is uh, one of the reasons why we're here.
1: And when we look across the province, again, with so many kind of bustling communities all around the place, how how much fun is it to kind of tell Jesse, hey, you're going to Drummondville this weekend. Hey, you're going to Gatineau this weekend. You got to move around a little bit. How- it's it's never a problem. Jesse loves to be on the road. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I really
4: do. She's very curious. She she likes to meet people. She she's curious about stories that she can bring to uh, to our content, and and, and uh, we're thankful
1: for it.
0: Oh, thanks. <laughs>
1: It's it's the Mutual Admiration Society
0: here. <laughs> we're having a moment here. Yeah, of course, of course.
1: Uh, so Isabella, when it comes to kind of understanding the, the, the number of stories that come out of Quebec in the 4 years or what will be 4 years in December, how is the community responding to to Emmy uh coverage of the province?
4: We're we're uh, I think we uh, first we we need to be grateful because we uh, we get good support from the community and and apparently we're doing something that's good because they, they seem to like what we produce uh, for them. Uh, and they, the recognition is there. We, uh, with panel discussions, focus groups that we do, or regular Facebook interaction, email, or having Jessie uh, on the field, Like they, they come back to, to Jessie, they recognize her, they know her. Uh, we have people coming to us saying thank you. With, before Amitelli, we didn't have anything. Uh, we've been waiting so long for this service, and, and now we have it, and it's very important. To us. So clearly, we're doing something right.
0: And I'm sure we'll hear some of that later when we join the party upstairs as well.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's funny. Um, before ME Tele launched four years ago, there already seemed to be a good appetite for AMI in Quebec. Uh, I rarely to have ever got recognized in Ottawa. But when I would walk down Monkland Street or Sherbrooke Street when I'd go home to see my parents, without fail, somebody, especially near the Benny Farm area, would come out and say, oh, my gosh, you're from AMI-TV. You're from AMI-TV. So I I don't find it surprising at all that there's been this, like, really strong appetite for the French language programming once we got it it started. And, you know, it's neat, too, because one of the things we see is that even in communities in Ontario, New Brunswick, uh, when Jesse comes to Ottawa, people are so excited to do... Interviews in French, francophone, uh, in Ontario as well, in New Brunswick as well. Right. How how neat is it to see kind of the reach being kind of not just in Quebec but in the areas around right. Quebec as and, well. Right. And,
4: and that's uh, that's very very it's key for our mission too because we don't only address Quebec francophones we address francophones across Canada, uh, and and that's why we sent out Jessie out west last year and she's probably going to back to go back again. Uh, in the coming year, and, and uh, we've been producing, we, this year we produced a documentary in, in New Brunswick, uh, so we are trying to get more regional presence as we go
0: along. And if there's anyone listening out west that speaks French, please let me know. <laughs> I'm always looking.
1: Email address, is that, is that what you want to oh, give yes. out for them to Jesse, get it to?
0: Jesse, J-E-S-S-I-E at AMI.
1: Jesse, tell us, actually, it's, I'm curious, now, now that Isabella mentioned it, Tell us about the trip out west you took. What, what, what were you looking for out there?
0: I wanted to represent the communities, uh, the Francophones communities, in both Manitoba and Alberta. Uh, so I struggled a bit to find the, the, the Francophones, but mm-hmm. I did. I found them, and such a great time. Went out there twice, uh, really met the people, saw, saw the prairies for the first time, saw the Rockies for the first time, and I discovered them with uh, the groups uh, that I met.
1: So here's here's the follow-up question to that. Not that I want to give away too many spoilers because maybe some of the stuff hasn't quite hit the airwaves yet, although I have a good feeling, knowing how hard you work, it probably already has hit the airwaves and is available online as well. But what were some of those stories you covered up there?
0: I covered there's uh, Rocky Mountain Adaptive Sports. So they're out of um, Canmore in the Rockies, so maybe an hour out of Calgary. And they do all mountain sports that are adapted for anyone with any disability. So we we hiked in the Rockies with someone that, uh, was paralyzed, uh, from the waist down. Oh, wow. So they had for one participant, they had seven or eight volunteers to make that journey up the mountain possible for that one person. So obviously we were running next to them, so we weren't really tracking, um, trekking along, but we were running, sprinting and just the sights and seeing the the participants eyes that they were shining and just the smile for him to be there.
1: Well, I saw you uh, schlepping around some uh, TV production gear down a flight of stairs earlier today. How much of schlepping up that mountain did you do as you were schlepping gear around?
0: Quite a bit. <laughs> Quite a bit. <laughs> I didn't trip, though. So
1: <laughs> there you go. Fine.
0: Multitasking. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> try to multitask as much as I can when we're on the road.
1: <laughs> no, uh, no sprained ankles or broken feet like how myself and Nick D'Ambrosio have been living for the last month or so. Uh, Isabella, while we've got you here... Why don't you give us a bit of maybe a sneak preview about some of the things that you're really excited about coming down the Amitale airwaves in the next little bit?
4: Well, we, uh, we do have a, a brand-new series. Uh, we, let's call it a magazine series. Uh, it's very youth-oriented. We have three different hosts. One is uh, Kevin, who is the co-host of Sam uh so uh, uh, mobility restricted. We have uh, Damien, who is blind, and uh, Rosalie, who is deaf and the the show is called Mission Accessible so every week for 10 episodes they will go on a, an accessibility mission and 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 i wanted the show to be a posi- have to have a positive spin i didn't want to, to for it to become a negative accessibility show where uh people would say well accessibility is really bad in Montreal or somewhere else in Quebec and so, so we, we go, like, when, uh, one mission Kevin goes on is to find an, uh, bars that are accessible. So that's kind of fun. And, and, but if he find, <laughs> finds one that's not, then he goes out and meets with the, the owner and tells him about things he could do to improve the accessibility of, of the bar. And so there's a discussion. It's an open discussion on, on how to change things that so accessibility becomes top of mind for next, uh, the next time it arises.
1: That's, um, such a, that's such a cool idea for a show. That's such a cool idea. Yeah,
4: it's pretty fun. It's actually Kevin's idea. Uh, he, uh, he had the idea. He went to see a producer, and he pitched it to us, and we liked it right away. Um, then we have a documentary on the Mira Foundation on a program they have developed for kids. They were the first ones who uh, gave kids uh, kids uh, seeing guide dogs mm. or, or assistance dogs for kids with autism. So we're uh, doing this uh, that's going to air in November, and a couple of other series coming up in the winter as well. And I've ne- seen
0: a few episodes of uh, Mission Accessible, and I think you'll really enjoy it, Dave. You, you just, you're glued in. you got to know what the end of this mission is. What is okay. the end result? So. So,
3: so
1: what I love there, and, and this not, not to get too inside baseball or too inside the TV screen here, I love kind of that format of show where we're not just kind of pointing out Oh, here's the problem. Mm-hmm. No, where's the solution? Exactly. It's like bars, uh, Bar Rescue or uh, Kitchen Nightmares, right? That's where right. where maybe there's going to be that scene where there's that tension of, "Oh, there's there's um not an accessible step here," or maybe the menu, the the fonts too small, or the menu's no good, or why are you putting it up on the chalkboard? Nobody mm-hmm. can read the chalkboard. I can't read your bad handwriting. <laughs> but there's there's ways to kind of build and improve, and what that does is it shares the best practice for maybe that business owner who's watching the show as well. It kind of goes outside of just the blind, low vision, partially sighted community and kind of expands it to that next level.
4: Right, it creates awareness, and and that's what we're working on. And we also have a new series uh, coming up in, uh, I think it's in January, it's called Les Complices, where we match up two people, and we have five different sets of, of, five duos, let's say, and uh, it's sort of an exchange of services, an exchange of knowledge. And, and actually, you're going to be talking to Claudia Negrelli in a few minutes, and, and she's part of one of those duos. Uh, so, uh, for example, uh, Claudia goes with uh, her, uh, the, the girl we matched her up with, and, and uh, they go to a movie. So we talk about accessibility for, with movies for the blind. Uh, so, again, creating awareness.
1: Love that. Love a little bit of... Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I take heat sometimes on Twitter because sort of half my users know me as Blind Low Vision Dave and half my users don't know me as that. So when I tweet about, oh, I want to go see a movie, they're like... I thought you're blind. I'm like blind people go to movies too. We can appreciate these things as well. We anyway, certainly do. Yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to side. I don't mean to sidebar here. I'm, i I told Jesse I wasn't gonna suck up all the oxygen in the room, and here I am doing that again. There's still a <laughs>
0: little left. We're good. There's a <laughs> little bit
1: left. Hey, Jesse. You know, we may not have a chance in the next segment. So we just gave Isabella the chance to kind of talk about some of the things coming down the pipeline for her. What about for you? What are some of the things you're working on now, right now, for Amitale?
0: Oh, so so busy. August, uh, October is gonna be. Pretty busy. We're following the the Mira Foundation. They're doing this fundraiser all around Quebec uh, where they partnered up with the junior league, the hockey junior league. Oh, cool. So they'll be uh, having different events in every major city throughout Quebec. So I'll be following three or four of those cities uh, in Gatineau. So I'll be uh, in your heck of the woods for a bit (laughs) for a few days. And like I mentioned earlier, we'll be doing a profile of Nick D'Ambrosio. And yeah, just a lot of fun new meetings uh, with people in the community all over.
1: Well, what do you guys think? Uh, No, no, no airing of grievances, no gripes. We can go to commercial break with everybody happy.
4: Absolutely. I think that's
1: fine. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Isabella, thanks so much for making some time to be with us today. I I know it's, I know it's a a busy night for you to kind of be at these events as well. A lot of uh, people to meet and a lot of people want a piece of your ear. So we appreciate you giving us a few minutes. Thank you. Isabella Federighi, she's the Vice President, Programming and Production of EMI Tele. As mentioned, just like our friends on AMI TV and us here at AMI Audio, lots of content available online as well. If you go to ami.ca, there are some links you can follow to get to our friends with EMI Tele. Again, amazing work. You definitely want to check it out. Again, even if you're just kind of in the in the infancy stages of learning French, or maybe you're in my stage of French where it's all kind of dissipating away slowly, it's a great way to kind of get some great content and see different parts of the country and a bit of a different perspective from our francophone friends and family in the uh, in the blind low vision community this is ami audio live we are at the big party here at the cnib community hub in montreal the inca community hub in montreal quebec we we are so happy to be here on location and we have a huge 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 celebrity guest coming up after the break it's claudia Negrelli, dave brown jesse archambeau We are so pumped to speak to her. This is AMI-audio live. You do not want to move a muscle because we'll be right back. when you're live on the radio. This is AMI Audio Live. We are at the big CNIB community hub party in Montreal, Quebec, the INCA, to make sure we're including all the acronyms available. We want to... Educate, inform, and enlighten you here as AMI Audio Live goes to air. I'm Dave Brown alongside my very talented co host from Amy Tele, Jesse Arshambo, the on screen presenter, producer, talent extraordinaire in all things. That's enough buttering you up. Okay. Yeah, the,
0: we're good. <laughs> well,
1: speaking of talent extraordinaire, Claudia Negrelli. She's a motivational speaker, a YouTuber, digital content specialist, just an amazing personality in the blind, low-vision community. She's kind of one of the big celebrities here at the grand opening tonight. Um, Claudia, welcome to the show. Well,
5: thank you so much for having me. Um, And you're also the ambassador, right? I am also the ambassador as well for the CNIB or ENSEA. Let's include everyone,
1: right? we got to throw all the acronyms out there. we got to make sure everybody's in the know. Now, normally I throw the first question out here, but Jesse kind of shared something really cute. Uh, about you getting down here for the party tonight. So Jesse, take it away.
0: Well, I really wanted Claudia to make um, be here for the show today, so I messaged her this morning. I was like, can you make it here for 6:30? And you had a previous meeting, I think. Yeah, correct. Pre- yeah, exactly. Always in meetings. So but you, yeah. you <laughs> made it. You,
5: you. What did you ask your your driver? I told him to drive faster. So,
0: <laughs> and in Montreal, that that's. A pretty reasonable, I guess. Yeah, with the Orange <laughs>
5: Cone Festival, it's not always um, not always. But pleasant. you made it here on time. Yeah, I did. I guess
1: uh, life in the game of cones, yeah. as they say sometimes. <laughs> so, Claudia, you know, maybe for some of our listeners who might not be super familiar with you, you know, I kind of gave the really thumbnail sketch of all the amazing work you do. So tell us a little bit about yourself.
5: So um, I'm also an entrepreneur as well, so we'll start with that. And basically my goal, I have two goals with everything that I do, is to educate and to inspire others to become the best versions of of themselves. And so with all that, I'm a YouTuber, so with my YouTube channel, it's always the same two aspects, to educate and to inspire, because I want to remove all misconceptions that people have about blindness, and to inspire them to do whatever they want to do. Uh, So I share my hashtag Blind Girl Life and my motivation and inspiration videos as well. So I film myself, which is not always pretty, but close your eyes and just listen, I guess. Uh, And through my speaking business, uh, which is now national and international, uh, I like to also share my story on stage. I love to connect with the audience as much as possible. And also what I think is I don't tell people Like, the person presenting me that I'm visually impaired. So, really, just the fact of me walking on stage and people get that first impact that I am visually impaired. They see the white cane. That, for me, is already, like, a wow factor. Mm. And I think that there's no limits in life. And I'm just going to keep on shining. So. Educate and inspire. I really like that. How yeah. does
0: that work into your, your role as an ambassador? Do you s- apply that as your, in your role in your workshops here?
5: Exactly. So, to good question, by the way. So, exactly. So, here I've given a few. I've had the chance to give a few uh, speaking engagements as well here at the CNIB, and what I find is that you know what we all live the same reality, whether we're blind, visually impaired. So, anyone coming here lives that reality. And for me, just to share my story and to say. You know, I'm, I'm up here sharing my story with all of you. You guys can do it the same, the same as well. Just mm. it takes that little, you know, getting out of your, your comfort zone, which is not always easy.
1: Certainly not. Uh,
5: but, uh, you know, f- if I can say a quote that I've read recently is the more time you spent, you spend in your discomfort zone, the bigger your comfort zone becomes.
1: So I, I'm curious because obviously you've got this sort of wonderful story and and I don't I don't mean to be to be flippant about the way I use the expression, but you have a little bit of a script. But how does that storytelling change depending on the audience? If you're speaking to a, to a room full of sort of sighted individuals, does the script change? Does the story change? than the script, what you might t- say in front of a room of uh, low vision, blind, or visually impaired folks? Of
5: course it changes. Of course, 100%. I mean, when I'm, like you said, I do have a script uh, that I follow. And you know, when I'm speaking to blind and visually impaired, my goal is to push them to get out of their shell and do what they want to do no matter their different ability. I don't like to use the word disability. When I'm speaking to corporate and when I'm, it's more of, you know what, that's where I get more emotional because I say I did see at one point, I did have vision and, you know, there's there's no excuses and I don't want them to make any excuses. Whether you're the CEO of a company or, you know, the secretary of a company, you can do it. And, you know, that's where I share my story and I say we're all different in a way. So whether I can't see well or someone's in a wheelchair or someone has a hearing aid, let's accept everyone in a company and let's make them feel special for who they are.
0: Wow. That was well said. <laughs> I'm actually speechless now. Oh, wow, that's rare, Jesse. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> well, then,
1: then if, we'll, we'll give Jesse a second to find her speech yeah. here. Um, you know, seeing as we are at this, this sort of amazing CNIB-INCA, Uh, event tonight, the community hub opening up. I'm curious about those relationships that get built, and when we think about the CNIB and the INCA in a bit of a different way, to bring people together to kind of bridge those gaps and maybe create more of those social structures, how important is that to helping people get out of their comfort zone by actually building comfort amongst people?
5: Very important. It's very important. I mean, you know, we... I, I'll use myself as an example, I was in denial for the longest time, losing my vision more and more. Um, I didn't feel like I belonged anywhere. I mean, I wasn't completely blind. I can still see a little. I wasn't visual, like to be in the visual world. Mm. And so having the CNIB uh, available, like events available or even just get-togethers, like it doesn't have to be something special. It could just be, you know, come and have a drink and let's chit-chat about everyday stuff because when you're losing your vision all you hear is oh my god poor you or you know you should you should go see someone they can help you or there's a cure oh my god how many times i've heard that (laughs) or you have glasses (laughs) why don't you wear glasses glasses? (laughs) or i did in the time i was wearing glasses so don't your glasses help you to see better so it's it's the whole like (laughs) the whole stuff that goes around it and i say you know what That the fact of just getting together and speaking about you know everyday life my boyfriend my my dog i walked my dog today no matter what it is mm. just to bring people to take away the blindness and it's funny it brings me on the title of my conference actually which uh for it's i just revamped my whole conference and it's called sight is finite but vision is infinite
1: well i like that i like that a lot Good name. Yeah. That one came to you one day, drinking coffee at the kitchen table, yeah, kind of. Yeah,
5: exactly. <laughs>
0: Doing my laundry. I was like, huh, how about that?
1: <laughs> hey, that's where some of the best thinking occurs when you're folding laundry, right? Yeah, like- exactly. <laughs>
0: exactly. Uh, yeah. Based on what you just said, how does the, the new hub here can change the client experience for, for CNIB clients in Montreal? Well,
5: like I was saying, I think what, what the hub needs to have more and more is kind of just the drop-by mm-hmm. atmosphere. So instead of having actual – because I'm, I'm very busy – Uh, let's be honest I'm traveling most of the time and and what I find is that just if we can have you know like a like a kind of like you stop at the mall and you come in and you can just chit chat whoever is there or you know even if you're alone just bring your computer maybe someone might join you and I think just the fact of having a place where we can feel welcome I think that'll Mm. make the whole difference
1: I, I I want to take a second here to talk about your YouTube presence because, it, one, it's important we want to make sure the listeners might not be familiar know where they can find you. Sure. But, B, I'm curious how YouTube as a platform has changed your ability to talk about the things you want to talk about.
5: Huh. Well, I wasn't expecting that question. See, so it caught me off guard now. Um, hashtag your turn, ger- hashtag <laughs> journalism.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your sorry. turn to be speechless. <laughs>
5: yeah. Well, um, with my my youtube channel i love that platform because i mean as much as i enjoy speaking on stage i still can feel the energy of everyone so it does make me nervous but i mean when i'm at home showing people how i make tea and showing people how i do my laundry and you know this week video was going on a ferris wheel in montreal with my niece like just showing people what i do and then like i said before if someone who is blind or visually impaired can get tricks and tips of what I'm sharing. And YouTube is fun. I mean, it's, it's hilarious. I wouldn't edit my own videos. So I do have my editor. It'd be a catastrophe if I would have, if I would have to edit, but it's just so much fun. And, you know, as much as Facebook and Instagram, I am, I do use those platforms. I have an assistant that helps me with that. But YouTube is amazing. You can just talk about anything. And there's you know, people looking for everything, you know, and, and yeah. no matter what it is, you can write, you know, how to cook pasta and you'll find a video or, you know, how to how to refurbish my camera and you'll find a video. So for me, it was, you know, how can a blind girl live in a normal world is what I wanted to share. And so I'll tell you so people can look for me at Claudia Nigrelli. And my last name is a little complicated, so I'll spell it out. Yeah. It's N-I-G-R-E-L. LLI
0: Claudia Negrelli
1: Outstanding we hope folks can track you down Jesse we've only got a few minutes left any more question, any more questions for Claudia
0: Well, I'm just looking forward to seeing Claudia on YouTube some more tips and tricks and we'll probably meet up at other events because we tend to run into each other a lot. Yeah, I'm so (laughs) glad I saw you tonight. It's
5: awesome.
1: That's it. Virgin in friendships. We love it. Hey, Claudia, thank you for making some time for us. We know that you're busy and we appreciate all the work you're doing and best of luck with uh, the the conference in Ottawa next week.
5: Awesome. Thank you so much.
1: Coming to my neck of the woods. Yeah, it's awesome. (laughs) Claudia Negrelli, YouTuber, ambassador, just incredible content creator. Check her out on YouTube and of course, you can stay up to date with her through the YouTube and then track her down on other social media platforms through there. Jesse, we're running out of time here. I mean, it's amazing how fast the hour flies by. I
0: know, I was just thinking that. I can't believe there's only like a couple minutes left.
1: Well, so now that you're kind of done being off the hook with us, how much more work do you have to do tonight?
0: I still have a few interviews to do for télé and TV. Uh... Yeah, apparently tonight I'm covering the event for all three platforms of AMI. Look
1: at that, Jesse Arshambo climbing that yeah. corporate ladder so fast.
0: And then we'll cover uh, the speeches as well that are supposed to start just after 7, uh, so all the announcements will be made in French and English, so I'm looking forward to that and just to see how many clients and community members have arrived since we've been on air
1: yeah you can start to hear some of that rustle and bustle coming from upstairs and even next to us here some of the gang from key to access showing off some of their cool tech as well I just kind of I can see my cameraman
0: just there (laughs) waiting for me
1: okay now everybody don't forget if you did miss any of the show today or you want to share it with some friends you can find our podcasts available under the AMI audio live format you can find us on TuneIn radio Apple podcasts Google play stitcher downcast etc really enjoyed having you guys along for the ride today here as we kind and have launched the CNIB hub here in Montreal, Quebec. We always like being part of a party here on AMI-audio Live, and we know when it comes time to crash a party, that's when you send Dave Brown. Jessie Archambault, thanks so much for helping me crash the party. Anytime. also want to extend some thank yous to all our guests tonight. Of course, uh, Serge Rouleau of uh, the CNIB here in Montreal. Nick D'Ambrosio, AMI Community Reporter. My is boss, a, is Isabella
0: Federici. Yeah, there's
1: <laughs> Jessie getting her plugs in there too. And of course, Claudia Negrelli. we thank you for being here. But there's also folks on the ground we can't uh, leave without thanking. Andy Frank is the manager of AMI Audio. Marco Flalo, of course, helping us on the technical end here in Montreal. Nick Lisk hanging out in Toronto, doing work in HQ as well. This show... Was brought to you by all the gang here at AMI Audio Live again. Huge thank you to the CNIB for and it's crash the party as well. We hope to be doing that again at another hub opening down the road in Tint, even in my neck of the woods. Until I speak to you Monday morning on the news panel at live from Studio Five, I'm Dave Brown signing off, reminding you to play safe, play fair, but don't forget to have some fun.
0: This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media,
3: visit AMI.ca.
5: Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.